Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Matthew 5. If you've got it, come on, stand to your feet. Give me a good year. All right, I want you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We, we want to respect God's word. We, you want to know why we stand? Because that means something's happening. Listen, if you're ever at a place where everyone is sitting and somebody stands, you're like, why is he standing? You know what I'm saying? I'm that paranoid. So when we stand in for God's word, mean we're ready. It means we're ready. Say, we ready. Here we go. Here we go. Matthew 5, 13, 16 in the NIV says this. I've got my Bible right here, but I'm going to read it on the Sky Bible. It says this. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, trampled underfoot. Next slide. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Lord, this is your word, not mine, and so don't allow me to preach in a way that you intend. And so tonight, God, speak to us through this word, your word, your voice. This is you, living and breathing. We don't want to be uh, fans of Jesus. We want to be followers of Jesus. We don't want to just buy into Christian culture. We want biblical culture. And we want you, God. So that's why we read your word. And everyone says, XLU, can I get a good AO? Right, I'm just making sure you're here. We all, this is going to be one of the first few slides, but we all know somebody that eats their French fries like this. Go ahead, show me that first picture. Somebody eats their French fries like this. This is crazy. This is crazy. We all know that person. If that person, if you know that person, that's crazy. That's not Parmesan. That's straight up. If you eat, if you eat your fries like this, there's an altar call for you. And we're also going to set up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's giving, it's giving salt. It's just, it's giving dehydration. Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. So you and I know somebody that oversalts our food. It's true. We all know somebody that salts our food. This verse mentioned two things. It mentioned salt and it mentioned light. If you've ever been to a candlelight vigil or some kind of candlelight, I had the opportunity, this isn't the picture, but I had the opportunity to sing at a choir competition in New York City at St. Patrick's Cathedral. It was beautiful. It was a great time. And I love that throughout the cathedral, go ahead and show the next picture. They had these candles. They had these lights. Who loves candles? I used to hustle Yankee candles back in the day. True story. True story. Yan Yankee candles, the brand, Yankee. Yankee candles, they were like all kinds of like flavors of stuff, right? Yankee candles. I love that. That's actually really funny. So I show those just to give you a little visual of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Jesus mentions these two things. Say salt. Say light. Tonight, I want to talk. Last week was how to endure school. But tonight, I want to say and give you some thoughts on how to be an influence at school. How to be an influence at school. So I've showed you the pictures 
when it comes to food, salt changes everything. The, good, the, the right amount of salt gives it something. I've got garlic salt at my house. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Right? I can make a burger, but if I put some, some seasoning on it, and I put a little garlic salt, you know what I'm saying? It'll change the game. Salt changes everything. I love it. Um, not a lot of us like the dark. Not a lot of us like the dark at all. A lot of us appreciate light. Your parents, your dad appreciates light. You want to know how I know? Because he gets mad every time you leave a light on in the house. You begin mad. It's, it's in the afternoon. The sun gives us light. Why are all these lights on? That was literally my dad. My dad was one of those guys. So salt changes everything, and we can't deny it either. When you walk into a dark room and you turn on a light, light changes everything. Light changes everything. When Jesus described his followers, these are the images that he used. He used salt. He used light. So he explained it that way. So it might be a little confusing as we read that verse. So let's just break down. Let's start with salt. What do we use salt for? Somebody scream it out. Seasoning. What else? Flavor. I like that. Let's use that word. Huh? So, okay. Enhancement. All right. Preserving food. Thank you. You know, they, they keep saying the same thing, but different words. It's crazy. Right? I bet you if I said, what do we use tahin for? All of you would have like eight different things, right? Right? So we use salt for flavor. And aside from flavor, salt also served two other purposes in Jesus' day. And, and, and Julia hit on one of them. Salt was used to preserve food. It was also used, check this out, not a lot of people know this, but it was actually used as currency. Salt was valuable. So if you had a bunch of salt, Right? You can use it to buy things. You can use it to buy stuff. Salt's ability to flavor, preserve, made it valuable. Okay? So this is why Jesus used salt to describe the disciples. Right? He wanted them to be sources of flavor. He wanted, to be, he wanted his disciples to be a source of preservation and worth on the earth. He also wanted his disciples to be the light of the world. Light of the world. That's crazy, right? Because you're like, I'm just me. I'm just little old me. You want me to be the what of the what? The light of the world? That's crazy. There was a note that I read that I wrote down. It says, You don't have to worry about changing the world. You just need to be worried about being a light in your world. In your world. In your world. In your world. So he wanted his disciples to be light. What is light used for? Give me something. Seeing stuff. I like that. What else? Light. Okay. I like that. What else? What was that? Bright. The lights are very bright. It is true. That is a fact. Lights are bright. You heard it here first. Tell the time, right? There's so many things that we use light for, right? We use light to see, like Devin said. But as some of you have maybe shined out, light not only gives sight, but it guides us. So I went on a cave tour in Branson, Missouri, in a deep cave. It's like, uh, 
how many miles down Ariel? Do you remember? No? I don't remember. But they could fit five, four or five. Do you remember the ones at, at, at uh, Silverdar City? Yeah. They said that they can fit like four to five plus full-size hot air balloons in this cave. It was crazy. And then we got to go down. At one point, they had us all turn off our lanterns. I'm like, who touched me? Ariel's like, me, right? And I'm like, wow, awkward, married. And we turned the light back on. And so the light was used to see. It was used to guide us. It was used to comfort us. I don't care who you are, sitting in a dark room will make anybody uncomfortable. Make anybody uncomfortable. So God wants us to be light. We use light in these ways. Y'all ready to get into these observations? I want you to talk about how to be an influence in your school. Be an influence in your school. Number one, how about this? Influence begins with what comes out of your mouth. Influence begins with what comes out of your mouth. Here's a question, y'all, that y'all need to answer. What is coming out of your mouth? Right. What words are you saying? If I were to say, hey, you have a flavor, and what flavor that is, is what's coming out of you, what would that flavor be? Are you bitter? Are you sour? How about that? What is your flavor? Y'all remember that? That Fanta, I won't talk about it. How are your words flavoring your school? How are your words flavoring your school? How about in the locker room or at lunch? Is it building people up? Is it tearing them down? Are you quick to lie or gossip? Are your words trustworthy and honorable? We will be known at school by our flavor, meaning by the words we speak. By the words we speak. Some of you talk really good at home. But you get to school and it's like your mouth don't got no manners. And we'll talk about that a whole other time about being two people in one body. It don't work. But we'll talk about that another time. But influence. You want to be an influence at your school? You want to be influence? It starts by what comes out of your mouth. People will remember what you say. They will. Number two, influence is maintained by our example. By our example. What do I mean by that? This can be one of the hardest parts about being a Christian in the middle school or high school, right? Our life is an example for others to see what following Jesus looks like. You might be the only, the only person, the only, the only friend, the only sibling that some of these people will ever see a Christian as. I'm so thankful that Jesus is a better Jesus than me. But if it were up to me, God help us. You might be the only Christ follower that somebody meets right at school. And if they see you talking reckless, cussing up and down, talking about some female in whatever outfit she wearing, y'all be doing it, vice versa, right? Then they're like, if... If following Jesus just looks like what I'm doing, then what's the point? But we're called to be salt. We're called to be light. We're called to be an influence. And you can't be an influence to the school if you look like them. You can't. You can't. Because they're going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What they're saying about church and all, 
is not what they be saying at school and all. So you're like, I, don't, I didn't ask to be an influence. Well, because you are a Christ follower, you've now been tasked to be an influencer. You've now been tasked to be an influencer. So influence begins with what comes out of your mouth, but it's maintained by the example that you set. It's maintained by the example that you set. And that can feel like a lot of pressure, but Jesus made it straightforward. Look at Matthew 22. Go ahead, throw it up. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's pretty simple. So this is really important. It's one of the most important things right here. Love your neighbor as yourself. Just as no one expects like a baby to learn how to walk in a day, growing in our faith and growing in our influence takes time. Okay? This takes time. Right? Learning to follow Jesus is a process full of trial and errors, right? It's easy to live a double life, to be one way at church and another way at school. One of Jesus' disciples actually said it this way. I like this. Look at John. John 2.6 says this. Whoever claims to live in him must what? Say it again. What? As Jesus did. I never liked dudes that claimed something but weren't about it. Now, you know, before Jesus, you know, before, before Pastor Izzy got saved, I didn't, like, I didn't like people that be false flagging. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like people that claimed to do something, claimed to be about something, and then when it came to fight in the alley behind the school, they weren't about it. Okay? I didn't like that. I didn't like people that, like, talked to talk but didn't walk the walk. I didn't like that. Okay? And I'm still the same way today. Right? I'm not about it. But here John is saying, whoever claims to live in him, meaning whoever claims to follow Jesus, whoever claims to be a Christian, must walk as Jesus did, must do what Jesus does. Does that make sense? So if somebody claims to be a baseball player, but has never played baseball before, how credible are they? Now, would you let somebody who claims to be a pitcher give you advice on throwing a ball but has never pitched in their life? That'd be pretty dumb, right? How could you tell someone that you are a Christian and when they come to you with an issue to be prayed for, you don't pray for them? How could you claim to be a Christian and instead, of, and instead of being an example in the classroom, you decide to be the funny guy and act dumb and embarrass your teacher? Instead of, I'm a Christian, I wear a Jesus loves you hoodie, but yet you hate everybody. It don't, it don't work that way. It's like you want to you wanna be an influencer, you want to, you want to influence your school. You feel like God has put you in a position like that. Well, he has. And yet you want to act like the class clown in school. And the second you try to change, no one's going to believe you because you've already developed a foundation of being the funny guy. Or the gossip girl. Or the girl that's super petty about everything. Or the girl that don't like nobody. Always got a resting, not nice face. But we want to be Christian, right? We want to be Christian, right? We want to save our schools, right? We believe that God loves everybody, right? Man, that's not it. That's not the vibe. 
That's not the vibe. You want to go to school, you want to act crazy, then drop the name. Now, I might, dang, Pastor, you tell me to stop being Christian. No, I'm telling you to stop being fake. I'm telling you to start being real. Do you, know your, do you know your teachers, whether they're a believer or not, do you know they need more Christians in their classroom, whether they know it or not? If I were a teacher and I knew that somebody was praying for me before I got into my classroom, that changes the game. Throw that verse back up, John. Whoever claims to live in him must, must. It's not an option. It's not an option. When you put the jersey on, it's time to play. When you put the jersey on, it's not time to ride the bench. It's time to play. You are all starters in the kingdom of God. It is time to grab a bat. It's time to get on the plate. And it's time to send one down to the bleachers. That's what I'm talking about. Can't do it if you don't know him. Like I can't walk like Jesus if you don't know who Jesus is. We follow Jesus' example by doing what he did. What did he do? He loved people. He encouraged people. Will our words and example be perfect? No, of course not. We don't have to be perfect. Jesus already is. Following Jesus, I need you to hear me on this. Because this is where people like are okay with living this double life, right? Or they feel like they have to work towards something, right? So following Jesus isn't about being perfect. So you can like let go of that pressure. It's about having authentic everyday faith. God, I know that I have a problem cussing. Today I'm going to try my hardest to live authentically in you. If a cuss word never came out of your mouth and I claim to follow you, then guess what? A cuss word is never going to leave my mouth. And that'd be hard when you miss the bus. <laughs> that'd be, that's hard. But hard when you stub your toe in the middle of the night. I'm just saying. Our words... And our example are how we share and how we influence. Just like social media, schools is influential as well, right? Not just academically, but socially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. How? Right? So how are these things so important? Here's the last one, point number three. Point number three. And I'll just have Emily come up. Were you about to leave somewhere? <laughs> Dang, she was like, I need to go get water. It's like. Point number three, influence is the testimony of our character. Influence is the testimony of our character. Okay, now we've kind of talked about this. Influence begins with what comes out of our mouth. Influence is maintained by our example, how we are living. Now influence is the testimony of our character. Let me break it down. What? This is going to get a little confusing for some of y'all, so I need you to stick with me, okay? This might be some CPS right here, but I need you to stick with me, okay? Here we go. What we think usually determines what we do, and what we do usually displays who we are. Who we are is based on how we think. Thinking becomes acting, and acting becomes character. I'm going to say that last part. That's the part you need to get. Thinking becomes acting, and acting becomes character. Some of you, some of you, your character is not where it needs to be. Your character in your school is not where it needs to be. 
And it's not because your teacher doesn't like you. It's because of your thoughts about yourself. It's your thought life. It's what you think about yourself. And most of it starts with somebody saying something over you. Because of my learning disability, I had a lot of people call me dumb or stupid or slow. And because I thought that, because I dwelled on that, because I allowed that to give life into my head, or most, more, or death rather than life, what happens? I start to believe it. I thought it, I think I'm dumb, so I act dumb, right? Like some of those things that you and I tend to believe and think about ourselves. And so now my character, what I show, the testimony of my character is ignorance. That's not, that's not who God created me to be. Do you know being a leader and being an influencer isn't just for the quote-unquote popular kid or the person with money or the person with more resources? No. The most influential person is an encourager. It's an encourager. Thinking becomes acting. And acting becomes character. What makes salt salty? And what makes light light? It's substance. It's meaning what it's made of. In the same way, listen, our character is our substance. You following me there? Our character is what we are made of. What we are made of. Jesus did... To do what Jesus did, we have to think about who Jesus was in Scripture. Jesus is. Psalm 103 actually summarizes his character. Go ahead, throw that up. The Lord is what? Say it again. And? 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 Okay. The Lord is compassionate. You've got a full lunch. And there's someone down the table that you've noticed they don't eat a lot. And it's probably because they can't afford it. Want to know what compassion is? Hey, man, I know you don't know me and I'd be weird. You might not even take it. Do you want this Twinkie? (laughs) Do you want this zebra cake? I don't know what y'all be packing. Do you want this peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the crust cut off because my mommy does it for me? Seniors, hey man, I noticed you've been sitting by yourself. Can I sit with you and just, what's your name? I just want you to know I see you. I've said that to people. And I can't tell you the look on some of their faces when you say that, those words, I see you. Whenever I meet a homeless person, whether I give them food or money or whatever it is, I like to say that, hey, man, I see you. That's compassion. I may not have the resources to help you, but compassion is I see you. Gracious. Letting someone go before you. Slow to anger. Do you know your teachers go through stuff too? Do you know some educators, some teachers that deal with some students, get scratched and beat up 
and they can't swing back because they'd be going to jail. Sal? You know, your teachers have lives outside school. I just feel a heart tonight that there are teachers that need a good influence in their, they just, I can just hear some teachers, whether they are praying to our God or whatever, I can hear, if there were just one student that would just be an influencer, there's just one, there's just one that would, that would tell their homie to just, hey man, why don't you, don't talk to me right now, I need to take notes. I'd rather be called a nerd or a dweeb and pass the class than try to be cool and fail the exam. Teachers are waiting for an influencer. Slow to anger. Again, your teachers go through stuff and they might be dealing with some things and if they're not Christian, then they're not slow to anger and they might take it out on you. Instead of copping a tood or doing whatever it is that you do, you slow to anger. Hey, Ms. Johnson, this might throw them off, but after class before you leave, hey, Ms. Johnson, I couldn't help but notice I'm not trying to be rude, but it seemed like you're having a bad day, and I'm sorry if the class added to that, and I just want you to know I see you, and I don't know, I'll, just, I'll be praying for you, okay, bye. <laughs> Rule number one, don't be weird. It might be weird but they might need it. Jesus is compassionate, gracious, patient, and loving. When you allow God into your life, you're allowing him to match your character with his. You say, okay, Pastor Izzy, I don't, I don't have the character I need. I hear what you're saying, and I, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a good influence. I don't want to be known as a dumb kid or the whatever kid. I want to be known as, as an influencer, as a good influence. I want my teachers to rave about me to my parents. I'm trying to win an award. I'm trying to get the front of the, the line pass. You know what I'm saying? It's through character. Growing in character, growing in the character of Jesus happens one day at a time. One moment at a time. One decision at a time. One decision. How do you eat a 72-ounce steak? You remember last week. One bite at a time. Don't get overwhelmed by now all of a sudden you've got to be the best influencer in an entire school. And you go to Lane Tech and there's like 80,000 billion people in there. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. No, one person. Try Try the locker next door. Try your favorite teacher. Let your character give people a taste of God's character. Let your character guide people to God. Let your life show others that Jesus is the salt and life of our lives, faith, relationships, and even our time at school. All right, think of your best friends or your close friends for a moment. How did you become friends? Right, you have to spend time with each other to get to know each other. The, The factors that make a good friend are the same that grow a relationship with God. Time talking, and trust. Okay. Influence begins with what comes out of my mouth. Okay, got it. Influence is maintained by example. All right, set a good example. All right. Okay, I got it. I think I think I can do this, right? And then my third point, influence is the testimony of our character 
let's go back to that for a second. Do you want to know a start for the testimony of what God is doing in your life? It's by being water baptized. It's baptism. If you've not been water baptized, that is the testimony of your character. That is you saying, God, you're changing me. And I'm deciding to follow you. And I want everybody to know that you are the most influential person in my life. Being baptized is huge. Being baptized is important. And I, I, I wouldn't be your pastor if I actually didn't give you something tangible right, and evident. So on October 8th, October 8th, we're having a baptism. So if you've not been baptized, come and find one of the leaders after. Come and find me. But Baptism Sunday is October 8th so that you and I, oh, I like that. Look at that. Baptism class, October 1st at 9 a.m. You want to be an influencer? It starts with obeying one of the first commands of Jesus is to be water baptized. That's how you can influence others. That's how the testimony of your character can be known. One day at a time. Spend a little time each day reading the Bible, praying, and trusting what Jesus says. We won't grow in his character all at one time, but his character will grow in us over time. School is a major part of life. It is. We've talked about that. But it's not the only part of life. It will influence you, but you can influence it as well. It comes down to character. How you think shapes who you are. On every, actually no, because this laptop is about to die. I would preach at my school's flagpole on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I think I've told you the story before. I sit out there. And I don't know what I was doing. I was just, I would read a scripture and I'd be like, that sounds really good. And I would say it. I would just be like, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. God wants to give you everything you need. I don't know if it was super biblical, but I was out there preaching. I became an influence. We would average 20 plus kids at the flagpole at my high school. I remember... I was in a relationship that wasn't good. Me and this girl were fooling around and I was living a double life. One night, she called me out on it and it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had. It's like, you know, you, you share a lot about church and God and stuff and I just, but yeah, you're like over here with me. And I didn't have an answer. I was embarrassed. And my testimony was gone. I think about that time. And I think about the people that saw me live a double life. All those opportunities where I could have been salt and life in their life. All those opportunities where I could have shared the gospel with them. But because I decided that I would let the world influence me rather than influence them. I missed out on the opportunity to allow my character to be the testimony of God's faithfulness. And so then I started to spiral 
Because at some point, you've got to choose which life you're going to live. Either you're going to influence or you're going to be influenced. God has called you to be an influencer at your school. Now that I'm an adult, some of those people have actually found me on Facebook and reached out and said, hey, I remember you used to preach and stuff. I see you're doing well, man. Can you pray for things like that? And it let me know that God is still able. And that I may have been really messed up then and I kind of screwed up my testimony then. But I'm thankful that God is a God of second chances. Maybe tonight you're like, I would be an influencer, Pastor Izzy, but I feel like I'm too far gone. I feel like, I feel like my friends know me for something else now, and I just don't think, I, I, don't just, I just don't think they're going to be able to see me change. But God is able, and it starts with one day at a time. Amen. Can you not send me those those memes anymore? Yeah, man, what's up? I thought you used to like, those are funny. I just, I just don't want them to influence me. Oh, uh, yeah, man. If you've got good friends, hopefully. Yeah, man, okay. Hey, hey, man, can you, hey, plug in, plug in that song that we liked. Oh, man, pl- plug in that song that you rap. I, I mean, I actually, actually don't listen to that kind of music anymore. Why? Um, I just don't want it to influence me. When you're in the locker room getting ready for a basketball game, you know what would be influential? Kneeling and asking God for strength for your team, for your coach. While everybody's doing whatever, that's influential. It starts with one day. But what? What would give you the strength to do that? What would give you the discipline to do that? It's knowing and understanding the most influential person in the world, and his name is Jesus, who saw me in my worst moments and still decided to choose me. In my worst moments, he still said, I still want to use him. He could have left me my freshman year. He could have left me in eighth grade. He could have left me my sophomore year. He could have left me my junior year, my senior year. He could have left me. He could have left me to the side. He could have picked somebody else. God has chosen you, and he's not abandoned you. God still wants to use you as an influencer at your school. Start with a friend. Start with a habit. Start with a conversation. Your testimony is not over. It's just starting. Allow this moment, allow these conversations with those friends, with those teachers to be the new testimony of your character. The devil wants you to think that, listen, your testimony has been permanent. It's done. It's over with. And I'm like, I'm in high school. I still got the rest of my life to live. God's not done with you. He wants to use you. Three ways that you can start being an influencer now. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Do the right thing when you're supposed to. Be an example. 
and let the testimony of your faith as a Christian be the character that you have in your school. With, head, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to pray. Lord, there are students in here that have been influenced by the wrong crowd. They've been influenced by the wrong uh, genre of music. They've been influenced by the wrong sense of humor. They've been influenced by everything that is not you. And I pray tonight that you would begin to reveal those specific areas in the lives of every student, every leader here. That you would reveal to them right now what area in their life they are being influenced in by the world the most. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit you would convict them, but not just convict them, you would give them the strength to stand. You give them the strength to turn, to turn from that way, to turn away from it and never go back. It seems like it's impossible, Lord, but nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is impossible with you. You can change any heart. You can change any mind. You can literally do anything. And if you can use someone like me, you can use someone like them to be a positive influence. I pray, God, that their teachers would see the influence that they're trying to make. I pray that their classroom, God, will be better because of these individuals. I pray that teachers would be blessed to have an EXO student in their room. I pray that educators will be blessed to have a, an Excel leader on staff. Lord, help us control what comes out of our mouth. Help us be a good example. Help us do the right thing when we're supposed to. When the teacher says to take notes, we take notes because that's what Jesus would do. When it's time to do the right thing, Lord, give us the strength to Fight the urge to rebel. Help us be an influencer leader. Help the testimony of our faith. I pray that conversations that these influencers in front of me, I pray that the conversations that they have will lead to opportunities of sharing the testimony of their faith. Hey, I used to be sad, but I'm not anymore because of Jesus. Hey, I'm sad sometimes, but in my sadness, Jesus helps me the testimony of our faith. Lord, I pray that you would give them the boldness to share all that you're doing. We don't want to just endure school. We want to, we want to thrive in school. We want to influence our worlds by being salt and light. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, give him a hand clap. Amen. You are an Excel student. You're, that means wherever you go, you are an Excel student. And in the same way that you respect me, respect those teachers that are over you. Respect the authority over you. Amen? Be an influencer this week. I love you guys. I will see you next Thursday. Peace.